It is February 11th, 2019. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, the go-home raw before Elimination Chamber. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Raj Geary. Matt, how's it going, man? Check out the microphone, everybody. You should all be very impressed. Thank you, uh, Glenn Raj. Yeah, very loud and clear, man. It's great. Uh, I want to get your thoughts on Raw tonight. This was an interesting episode. They really drew out this whole arc about Becky apologizing to get her suspension revoked. Uh, we saw a new tag team champions crowned in the final match of the evening and uh, definitely some peaks and valleys in between. So give me sort of your high-level thoughts on tonight, Matt. I don't know about high-level, but um, <laughs> I will give you my thoughts nonetheless. I um. <sighs> I didn't like that with Becky. I, I, not in a good heat getter kind of way. Isn't that the whole point to piss you off? No, I, I, I'm more annoyed because I see them trying to fidget Charlotte into a three way like you guys predicted. And that pisses me off. And not just that, but they made her apologize. I just felt like it was kind of one of those no win angles because if she doesn't apologize, she looks stupid for not doing it. But the fact that kidding. she does without taking them out or doing something violent just her giving in to the mcmahon's request it just it was just a, a lose-lose angle i just felt Did, like didn't you feel that way though in the beginning she was kind of being like jerky a little bit i don't know i thought this was one of those episodes where it, it hurt becky a little bit as opposed to as opposed to helped her yeah it definitely did i thought so too i mean vince mcmahon used to literally make his enemies put their lips on his ass <laughs> and they treated it tonight like becky saying i'm sorry I don't know about you guys. Look, we're all married. We say we're sorry all the time when we don't mean it. All the time, yeah. Yeah, yeah but just that visual of Deb asking her to do something and demanding that she do it, and then she does it, it's just not a good look. You know, for someone who's supposed to have that badass, you know, I'm going to, you know, what, what's that phrase? Running to my own tune or, you know, whatever. Rebel, fight the power. Right. All that crap. Yeah, right, she's exactly. gone. Yeah, and so to, for her to just kind of give in regardless, yes. It, I mean, that's why I'm saying it's a loose-loose. She's dumb if she doesn't, but it kind of hurts her character a little by doing it. Yeah, I just felt like they shouldn't have done that that angle. I just don't know where the hell they're going for this with this, uh, what do you call it? Um, what do you call it? Uh, suspension. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it'll probably be like if, if Becky can beat Charlotte at Fastlane, then the suspense, <laughs> suspension's lifted and she's added to the – to the match and it's why a triple threat. Just get two months of build. Why? Why is that so difficult? Uh, they just can't do that anymore. I mean, I guess you're getting that with Rollins and Brock, but <laughs> you're doing that with a match where one guy's not going to be there for probably another month. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I would have liked that last segment more. If Vince would have come out and said, you know, back in my day, champions didn't apologize for things. You showed weakness. Now you're suspended. Like Vince would have respected or appreciated her more if she would have uh, yeah. not taken it. Yeah, that would have been different. Yeah. 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 But instead of Vince being like, well, I don't accept your apology, you know? Well, they didn't have to add that apology thing at all if, if, that, was, if that was the end game. They could have just said, all right, you, you got cleared. Because she already gave in to that demand by going to see a doctor, right? So you got cleared, yeah. you're in. And then, you know, Vince McMahon comes out. And so you just do it all at the end of the show in, in one segment as opposed to dividing it up into two. That being said, I did also like – I didn't like the payoff, but I did like that they tried doing something that you kind of had to stick around for. And it was like, you know, yeah. the story. So, yeah. and, and it had you guessing because you could see on one hand her apologizing makes her look weak, so she probably won't do it. But if she doesn't, then then what do they do? So it, it 
you know, it had you guessing. So I, I did like that aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Well, tomorrow I'm predicting it's going to be uh, episode five in a row. I think tomorrow we open with Charlotte on SmackDown, perhaps, and Becky comes out. I mean, I she's know. supposed to be suspended. I wonder how long they can keep putting her on TV without it getting, um, you, you know what I mean? Without it just crapping all over the that, that step. Yeah. I mean, I think Charlotte comes out tomorrow, gloats, and then Becky ambushes her or something. Could do um, but the fact that they bookended this night with Becky, I mean, they know she's the hottest thing in the company, and that's all they got. I mean, Seth was kind of buried um, tonight by comparison. I wouldn't say it was buried. It, it did come across as really weak, I thought. No, I just meant in the program, buried in the program. Like, he was, what, top of the year? Oh, yeah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, they kind of throw a lot of big segments there, like, you know, the top of the third, top of the second. But, um, yeah, that third hour, I thought, was, you know, was was good for what they were doing. The Revival match was awesome. Uh, that was probably the best tag team match uh, I've seen. And, you know, with the tag team division, not just putting a couple stars together, but with the actual tag team division, I thought that was the best match they've had in, in, in forever that I can remember. Yeah. Um. So we went from that, had Becky backstage asking everyone's advice, Finn Balor telling her, hey, you know, uh, don't let it get the best of you. Apologize, which is what Stephen Triple H asked at the beginning of the show to get her suspension lifted. They did say she got checked out by the doctors. They said she'd be fine to compete after a little more rest. Um, and the first match we got was Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan. Now, what was the stip here? The loser was going to start in the Elimination Chamber or the winner was going to go last? I thought I missed something with this. Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. Yeah, so the the winning team went in last and the the losing team goes in first. So Sasha and Bailey are going to be in first. Ooh. Why didn't they just not tag in so the other team would get pinned? It was a triple threat. <laughs> well, um I mean there's a lot on the show that didn't make sense. <laughs> but uh Sasha's uh, obviously still not cleared. Um so We'll see if she's cleared by Sunday. I mean, they kind of gave her a, a way to write her out if they need to. But, yeah, right. she hasn't wrestled since uh, her match with Ronda Rousey at the Royal Rumble. Matt, do you think this puts um, Sasha and Bailey's chances of being the first women's tag team champions in jeopardy? Obviously, if she's if she's hurt, it's going to go to, to um, surprisingly, Tamina and uh, what's her name? Nia. Nia Jax. But I, I don't. It's your first chance, first shot with women's tag team championship belts, right? In quite a long time, in many years, correct? So you want to put them on baby faces. Yeah. I mean, Tamina does have that legacy, which I think counts for something with Vince. But they're both heels, is what I'm saying. So, so yeah. like, it's, it seems obvious to everyone else, I think. Everyone else thinks that it's going to be those two, the heels that win this. I still think it's going to be Becky and uh, uh, what do you call it? Be uh, Becky and uh, not Becky. Uh, Bailey. Bailey. And Sasha. And Sasha Banks. You know? Although, what do you think about Raj's idea, Matt, that Nia and Tamina win and then Bailey and Sasha win them at Mania? The Mania. Huge mm -hmm. moment. Yeah. I would, you know, honestly, I'd like them to see, I'd like to see it be built that the winners of this tournament get crowned at Mania. Hmm. Yeah, that would have been that. That's originally what I thought they were going to do. Should have. It spotlights the girls a lot more. Yeah, 
but it does give a, a happy a happy note if the baby faces win it at Mania. But right. yeah, I, I just feel like with uh, you know with the WWE booking math, Nia and Tamina winning here, you kind of think that they're they're losing this Sunday. I hope so. Yes, yeah. Nia and Bailey took the pin, so maybe she yeah. she gets the win. So Elias. We talked about this before, uh, you know, the rumor which Raj, you dismissed that somehow they're cooling on him. But what was this tonight? I mean, Elias got what was it, three false starts before full, finally full getting the Yeah, uh, cutting a heel promo with Lucha House Party. I mean, Lucha House Party is not A plus segment partners. It, yeah, but it's something. He's on TV, <laughs> it's true. and uh, he got to he got to nail one of them. Who was it that he he? He took out uh, Callisto. 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 But hang on. But regardless of what level they were at, that was a full blown heel. So, yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh yeah. So it's odd. He's been so he's been on and he, he's been a heel basically since the Rumble. He kind of turned back heel without any storyline. And then on house shows, he's been working against Drew McIntyre as a babyface. What the hell? It's like it's so. This company, man, sometimes it's like just the cons- the consistency in their storylines and their product. It's just get it together. I'd be, I'd be pretty pissed off if I bought house show tickets. Do you know what I mean? And, and they want to stick into what I watched on TV. That would annoy me. All right. It's kind of like ignore everything you've been watching and just, just go with what we got tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like the segment when it finally happened. Yes. I mean, he's funny as hell as usual, as he normally is. I didn't like him running like that, though. I know it's dastardly and it's healers to run away. But, again, he's running away for three midgets. <laughs> hey, some people are really terrified of uh, the uh, vertically challenged. <laughs> Me? Yeah. Well, to you, everyone's a midget, Matt. I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm six feet tall and I'm a midget to Matt. Yeah. Little person. We should, Actually, that's not a... Yeah. I know it's uh, uh, vocabulary and language is evolving. I feel like that's that's probably the last one to work out of my uh, vocabulary. <laughs> right. Working on it though, we're all evolving as people. Um, so Finn Balor versus Drew McIntyre happened. Now they announced there's going to be an Intercontinental Championship match at Elimination Chamber. Finn Balor against Bobby Lashley and Leo Rush, uh, but he could pin either of them to win. I like that for Finn's odds, maybe of pinning Leo and picking up the Intercontinental Championship. Well, why does he have to do that, though? If you're going to crown him champion, let him beat Bobby. What the hell? Right. I, it just weakens the title. It makes him look illegitimate as champion. Big time it does. And it's not like they're doing anything special with Bobby to begin with. He's not undefeated. They didn't bring him in as the new Brock Lesnar that like they should have done. So it's like, what, what harm does he does does he get done to him by losing to Finn Balor? None. That being said, I think Lashley wins, but yeah. Wait, I, I, I think this goes to Mania. What do you think about that? It could. Yeah. I could see that, and then finally doing a one-on-one. The problem with Mania <laughs> is there's only so many spots, and you they like to throw a ton of people in these matches. So I can see a, a multi-person match for at least the, either the U.S. title or Intercontinental title or both. Um, yeah, you're right. They do like to do that. Yeah. So in this match tonight, um, yeah, Lashley got involved. So it was a DQ, and then man, this was like so many. So they've done this so many times. This just recently. went went forever. Yeah, it was Angle like ran four out. Segments. Corbin ran out. It um, did take forever. And I, I remember thought thinking while well, I was going to say on the show about it that 
they just did that to stretch out more time. Oh, yeah. yeah. The false finish there, foot on the rope thing, that was just to get more time out of the show. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was totally killing time. It, it wasn't like they added anything to make the match significant or – uh, you know, a step or anything. To, uh, it just, it was just another match. So, yeah, Lashley, Lashley pinned Balor, but Balor's foot was on the ropes. Ref is right there, so it made the ref look like a complete goof. Yep. Yep. Glenn. There's two Glens. Yeah, I have no clue why my browser was like, "You must refresh right now." Um. So this turned into a six-man tag, which. Uh, Look at you, Glenn. You look so down in the dumps in that middle photo there. Want to pinch your cheeks? Pain <laughs> of my existence, Matt. It's been the curse Cheer my entire life. Um, the six-man tag. Jesus Christ! With this tonight, I mean, this went on what forty minutes when all was said and done. This whole thing. So we had Kurt Angle, Braun Strowman, and Finn wow. Balor versus Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, and Drew McIntyre. Um, does it make these guys feel more special when they're all thrown into a segment this way? Even Braun, I felt like this really devalued him. That's a good way to evaluate it, actually. Yeah. What did it do for Braun? What did it do? Nothing. It hurt. They have cooled up Braun so much over the last couple of months. It's He's just another guy. Um, he's not this huge, scary attraction that he used to be. That seemed like just unbeatable and, and, and just like this dominant – beast he's just another guy now i mean he's a big guy he's still strong and more protected than others but he's not that many steps above a, a baron corbin or a drew mcintyre right now and that seemed hard to do you know what was different a year ago is they even okay even if you could argue that these guys weren't big enough stars to carry the company they were pushing them like they were top level stars Braun, even Elias, I mean, even Drew for a period of time, although pairing him with Dolph, I think, hurt him in the long run. Um, but now when they put them all in the six-man tag, it just feels like even Kurt Angle. It's like none of these guys are main eventers. No, they've marginalized all of them. Kurt, Kurt is the one that felt kind of small to me in this. I was surprised. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was like, that's Kurt freaking Angle. Some, this doesn't feel like that's Kurt freaking Angle out there. They should be a bigger deal. It's like yeah. – He's wrestled like five matches on Raw since he's been back, you know, like the last 10 years. Random as hell, though. Yeah. It's, there's no storytelling with it. And that's that's been my biggest problem with WWE lately is the storytelling. It's They have it with the Becky thing. I thought that was good. And that was it. The rest of this was just killing time. And the Revival and Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, they had an awesome match. But it was, you know, um, we'll see where they go with it. We've seen how they treat their tag teams. Yeah. But anyway, I, I just feel like with Drew, it seemed like a no-brainer he, when he was on the Ascension. They they marginalized him. Uh, Bobby Lashley's just there. None of these guys are main eventers right now. Maybe he's the reason. I don't know why. But for, to, for me, though, Drew still feels a little special, though. Yeah. I mean, he's I he, he doesn't feel like – um, I can still see him being world champion. Right. He doesn't feel like Apollo Crews yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, but he doesn't feel as hot as he did, you know, four months ago. <laughs> gotcha. It's unfortunate. Um, I think with Braun especially, Braun should be at the level. I mean, I don't know. With Seth and Dean, I, I mean, what's Maybe the hierarchy now? Maybe we should be talking about Braun Strowman winning the title or defending the title WrestleMania. Yeah. By now. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean uh, – him and him and Brock, they never they never went to that. 
You know, they had Brock basically squash him, and, and Braun never get his revenge. I still can't believe that. I still can't get over that. Yeah. I have yes. never been so wrong about an outcome of a match in my life, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. I was so with, off. With Braun, I mean, great balls of fire. It probably should have happened. Uh, the first was that time. overseas? We're no, that was the first like time. 30 seconds. Oh, the uh, greatest Royal Rumble? No, Crown Jewel. That one. Yeah. yeah, that was the one where you squashed. Like, I didn't expect that. And yes, ball, ball, great balls of fire. When, when he started picking up, pardon the, the pun, but fire. Um, <laughs> you know, yeah, we said so many different times we thought Braun was going to win that, the big one. It finally beat Brock. It made sense. He was built perfectly to do it. Everything was lined up, and then no. Yeah. And then no again. And then yeah. no, the six way, I think it was, which I thought he was going to win even that because they had somebody to take the fall for Brock, but no. And yeah, now they did facing, have that. What's up? Oh, now he's facing Baron Corbin this uh, Sunday elimination. What show. the freak? Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know what their plan is. Um, which I feel like we could say a lot of the time, but it just doesn't, I don't know. It's, it's not, this is not unpredictable in an exciting way. So Finn, Braun and Kurt won, uh, Balor won that with coup de grace on Lashley for the pin to win. So that seems to signal that Bobby's going to win on Sunday. Did, um, did you but, see the smile at the very end by Finn Balor, who just got his ass handed to him in that match was on the cell, still got his pearly whites showing smiling at the end, holding their hands up when he's watching the replay on the screen. They, they then they pan to his his view of the three of them holding their hands up in victory, and he starts like the huge smile again. Do you think he has like a hidden earpiece where Vince is just yes. in the back, like smile, yes. damn it? Yes, I do. <laughs> You're not smiling. Everybody loves a handsome guy who smiles, pal. Good lord. <sighs> it just okay. looks. It looks like. Uh, Remember when DDP came back to WWE? He was out for a little so bit. And he had that big smiling gimmick. Weird as hell and annoying, but yes. Yeah, like it was supposed to be over the top cheesy. That's what Finn looks like sometimes. Yep. Another, another character that drove me nuts, though. How could they screw up? I remember thinking. Oh, DDP? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Ugh. We went from that coming soon video update on Kevin Owens. What was that about? Like at first, I was I was gonna say, hey guys, finally you can see the tattoos I was telling you about that he got on his arm, and that he yeah. lost some weight. Mm -hmm. and I told you guys I see him at the performance center, and he lost some a good amount of weight. He looked in good shape, but what the freak was that with the damn bowling and stuff? Like I would rather watch 15 minutes of that, take it off uh, that six man tag match. Okay, fine, <laughs> but I don't want to see him bowl a gutter ball. There's something to be said about this. Is gonna sound corny. And I'm stuck in the 80s or whatever, but I don't care. There's something to be said about professional athletes, or especially professional wrestlers, being superheroes or supervillains. Um, being that, I, 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 in my head, they're good at whatever they do for some reason. I don't know why. It just is that way in my head. When I was a kid and I watched wrestlers, like Mr. Perfect or, you know, anybody else out there. I don't want to see him go out and gut, throw some damn gutter ball. Yeah, talk about making him look so unathletic. I mean, ordinary. You know yeah, yeah, he looked like a, a regular guy you'd picture drinking a picture, you know, a pitcher of beer at the bowling alley. Okay, I like the stuff with his family that makes him relatable in a good, positive way, right? But then that's when they need to cut that crap off and protect him a little bit more and don't make him too ordinary, which is what they did. 
Right. And I'm all for him being a baby face and if he, they want to do stuff with his family, but make them yeah. look goofy by getting a gutter ball uh, in, in a, you know, bowling. It's it's not the most athletic. No, sport. exactly. exactly. <laughs> right, so, Robert, that's it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. WWE, uh, I don't know. I, I worry about Kevin Owens as a babyface just because WWE is so bad with booking babyfaces. In writing, they're terrible at writing for him. And you just you see this segment. And he's think, funny as hell. Yeah. Well, I think that's the thing. I think they're going to keep treating him like a cartoon villain and have him getting locked in porta potties. Oh. You know? Oh. Have the, like the sad trombone music play every time that he loses. <laughs> what, you, what, what, did, what am I missing here? What, what was so bad about the KO? that came in beat Cena, but talk mad crap along the way was entertaining. He was funny. Kill um, Jericho. That, you know. in the sidelines when he's in tag team matches. <laughs> um, he's hilarious. I don't get it. Where, yeah, stuff with Jericho, like you said. Yeah. He's yeah, I don't know. You, stay out of it. See, you know what I mean, guys? There's some people that are talented enough to where you just stay out of their way. And I would imagine someone like that would be fun to write for. Right. If you did write for him, I think he should go back to SmackDown. I mean, with Sammy or without, um, but I think that that's where they put him. He was better there. He became more of a joke when he came back to Raw. He got in really good shape, though, guys. He looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Good I want him. to take a moment, thank a new sponsor of the Wrestling Inc. podcast, and that's Wix. W I X. Wix is a place if you need a website. You need to build one. Forget coding it yourself. Forget paying someone else to do it. Sign up at Wix because over 140 million people use Wix for their website, including myself and Raj Giri, uh, your wife has used Wix before. You could start and publish your website for free. They have over 500 stunning templates, or you could start building from scratch using their drag and drop editor. You could change, customize, and add anything you want, add your own text, images, videos, and more. There are hundreds of, uh, hundreds of design features and apps to grow your brand online, including SEO tools, e-commerce tools, mailing list tools, and more. And everything is automatically optimized for any device, so it's desktop or mobile, it's responsive. Um, I used uh, Wix just a few months ago when my friend was running for city council. We built his campaign website on Wix. It was great. We found out all the other candidates spent a ton of money paying someone to do their website. We did it in Wix in a couple of hours, and ours looked like the most professional one in the campaign. Uh, I know a lot of business people that use uh, Wix for business, and it looks great for their personal online web presence. What did your wife use it for, Rush? Uh, her yoga site, uh, her yoga business is called Yoga with Anjali. It's a n j l i dot com. Uh, yeah, she she came to me. She's like, "Will you will you build this website for me?" Oh, like, the dreaded so, call. The dreaded yeah, I'm call. Like, I'm so swamped, I can't do it. I kept putting it off. I was like, "All right, what a heel!" <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you "I'll do it." Burden, Matt, of being a tech savvy guy. Everybody <laughs> calls you. The computer has a problem. They need a website. They can't figure out Twitter. Mrs. Gary, you're supposed to be first on the list. Just saying. <laughs> That's horrible. Right? She was. She, I mean, that on my coding list, she was first. But, uh, but you know, people told me about Wix. I'd been hearing about it, so I asked her to take a look at it. She's not very tech savvy, and she made. A, I mean, her website looks great, and she made that within a couple of hours. And you know, uh, the theme. It's an awesome site, she, and she made that just so quick using Wix. Anything. What? Well, no, so there is a call. You can start for free, and then once you like your site, you then to publish it and get your domain name uh, connected to it, then you pay. But we have a deal for our listeners. When they go to Wix.com, W-I-X.com slash podcast, Meta, right? W-I-X.com slash podcast, they can get 10% off. And uh, Wix is great. Like I said, uh, millions of businesses use it. 
Over 140 million people use it for their websites. And you can get started, publish for free. But yeah, hook up that domain. You're going to want to upgrade. Uh, it's a really good deal. I really like it. Glad to have them as a sponsor. Uh, this is another, we're really blessed in this podcast that I believe 100% in all of our sponsors. And Wix is fantastic. WIX.com slash podcast. I use it. Roger's wife uses it. And uh, soon you'll use it when you go to WIX.com slash podcast. Save 10% off. Get started today at Wix.com slash podcast. And we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And let them know that Wrestling Inc. sent you. Absolutely. Um, cool, man. God, building websites. I Remember, Raj, when you first built Wrestling Inc., was that all completely coded by hand? It currently is coded by hand. That's not a uh, that's not a CMS. That's all me. Wow. Yeah. So I make it all the changes, upgrades, everything. That's insane. Could you imagine 20 years ago if there'd been tools like Wix.com? I know. I need to switch so I can save myself some time. <laughs> I remember doing HTML coding in Notepad. Yeah. I remember uh, using front page back in the day. Ooh, old school. Yeah. Um, okay. So tonight we got Ruby Riot versus Nikki Cross before Ruby faces Ronda Rousey and Elimination Chamber on Sunday. Uh, I mean, It'll probably be a good match, but short of some crazy interference, I mean, there's no way in hell Ruby's going over Ronda, right? Nah. Let me stabbing myself in the eyeball with the microphone. Uh, <laughs> I, I did not want to watch that match. Yeah. I did not want to watch that match tonight. And honestly, I do not. I'm not interested in the slightest to see her versus Rousey this weekend either. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know why, guys. I don't know why. I know she's she's good. She's talented. Glenn, you're you've always been a pretty big fan of proponent of hers, but I, I don't know what it is about her that's a drop off for me lately. And everyone knew that Ruby's gonna win here. That's the only sensical thing, right? She's facing Ronda next Sunday. Why have her in this long match that everyone knows she's gonna win? Give her someone like Mickey James or, or Alicia Fox that she could somebody be in a move shorter match, match, right? Because she needs somebody to move her up. Right. Yes. And Ronda, that's a good call. Yeah. There's so many women they could use. Instead, they use uh, Nikki, uh, who just came out, who just debuted not too that that long ago. She's still cutting her teeth. Yeah. Has she won? She hasn't won on TV yet, has she? Uh, one of the tag matches when she was with Bailey and Sasha or Natalia. One of those. Right. 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 Yeah, but not a singles match yet. No, she hasn't. Um, Ruby, though, I mean, look, Ruby Riot as Heidi Lovelace on the Indies, I think, was one of the best independent what was female wrestling. Heidi Lovelace. Oh. So Shimmer, I mean, she was one that, you know, while the women's revolution was happening in NXT, she was one of the women on the indies that was really holding it down. And I think just advancing the quality of women's wrestling. So I think Ruby can absolutely go. I don't know if Ronda's the best dance partner for her. If they haven't had time to work out a really, um, you know, intricate match, it would be interesting if they did have that time. I think they could probably put on something pretty cool. Uh, but that being said tonight, Ruby versus Nikki. Now this is another one. Nikki is really talented. Um, I thought, this could have been really, really good under different circumstances. This was just tough following that six-man tag match, man. You mm. put in a match like that that just kills the momentum. It's very tough to get it back. And giving them time, given a time storyline-wise, um, to, to build her her, her storylines up more, um, our emotional investment in, in, in Nikki Cross more. She's still new. Nobody yeah. She was going to beat her tonight with Ronda Rousey on the horizon. No way. Yeah. I just think when you're bringing someone up, once you start beating them right off the bat, it's hard to like change that momentum. It it's is. hard to shift gears. You don't see it often. You, you 
put it in the public's mind that this guy is someone not important. This girl is someone not important. And they're just, they're basically, uh, it's like they can't help themselves by making everyone Dolph Ziggler. And that's not a, a talent <laughs> thing. That's a, a positioning thing. You know, like bringing everyone down, you get some steam. Instead of going with it, you bring them down. They, they just can't help it. Yeah. I mean, right off the bat, EC3. Oh, my God. I'll tell you, second match in, dude looks like a superstar. And he's losing already. He beat Dean Ambrose. Instead of giving him some momentum, having him beat anybody, uh, they have him just lose 50-50. And it does it. He looked like a goof up until last week. He got a win. Made you think that, eh, maybe it's yeah. you know, something serious. And then you beat him. Which I don't get because he's leaving, I thought. So which is Well, it? maybe yes, maybe no. I mean, we won't know for sure until it <clears> actually <throat> happens, right? I think the speculation around that now is probably more interesting than a lot of what's going yeah. on in the programming. To keep it going, you, you probably can't have EC3 just beat him every week. So, <laughs> you know. Uh, even if he is leaving, I could see them having him, you know, getting a win here just to keep it going, and you know, maybe they wrestle on a pre-show or something. We'll get to him, I'm sure. Right? Is he next? Uh, yeah, that's kind of, although you know, I had this thought versus Ruby and Nikki Cross. Did you guys uh, follow Corey Graves' Twitter meltdown last night? No. What did he do? <laughs> like that was more entertaining than Raw was. Well, well, what did he do? Well, we called out David Bixenspan. Like from Deadspin, a former wrestling Inc. contributor, like called him out. Uh, yeah, talking about works for Deadspin, uh, yeah. Uh, but he was just talking trash about fans, he was like ripping into everyone that was replying to him. I mean, he just like I, I almost was like, is this a gimmick of some sort? But he was just going off. Uh, but that Twitter drama last night was super compelling. Raj, did you follow that one? <laughs> People send it to me, but uh. I mean, I, yeah, I saw I saw what he tweeted. You know, some stuff about Bill Demott, how he yeah he, he was a good instructor. Um, you know, I'm sure, like at some point, I don't know if this happens to you guys, but you know, most of the tweets are positive, and then someone will just just one tweet will get under your skin. It just you know just gets under your, you know you just end up in a foul mood and and you know but that's why i kind of i kind of stay off twitter i don't tweet that often you know yeah i haven't been on it much lately either same thing yeah stay off it not on the message with me you don't care all right don't let the trolls get to you yeah no last night i definitely recommend going back and checking that out, it right, I have to check it out. something else uh but no but that's the thing i think when you have stuff like that happen um i don't know i mean it's like the thing last week with dean ambers asking for his release or the week of the rumble with that it's like when the off-camera news or off-camera events right. are so interesting and have us all glued to our device and refreshing to see what's going to happen next then you have something like this and it's kind of like oh this isn't nearly hey right. that's like ronda and sonia deville did you see that no, no. Rhonda took a shot at Sonya Deville's. Here, let me bring that up real quick because that's more entertaining than than any of this Ruby Riot stuff. Because this looks legitimate. Um, so apparently, Sonya Deville in the past had taken a shot at Ronda Rousey losing. Um, so Rhonda, uh, there was like some some video, like some fan video, uh, where she was asked about Sonya, and she said, uh, "I don't think you, if you connect." really call two amateur fights an MMA background when she was asked about Sonya's MMA background. She goes, she was never really a professional. She dabbled in it. She seems like a hobbyist to me. Two of them declared that they are in it and good for them. If they think they're really going to win, they kind of have their own tension between them and have a lot of inner betrayals in their own team. I don't know. We'll see how well. Uh, hold on a sec. Who's he talking about the two people? I think she's talking about the riot squad. Um, 
anyway, um, someone asked Rousey if she should be saying that about Sony, and she goes, why? She said shit about me getting kicked in the head. F her. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, that seemed way, way more interesting to me than any of the Ruby Riot Ronda stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny reply, though. Yeah, it was. Yes, and uh, after the the quip last week to Becky, Rhonda's now selling Ice and Advil bitch shirts on her website. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Man, I know. So Ruby uh, won that match with Nikki Cross tonight with the riot kick for the pin and the win. Got Paul Heyman backstage. Uh, Seth Rollins came out, talked about WrestleMania. They had a little retrospective of his recent career uh, leading up to this. And uh, Paul Heyman came out. I mean, having Heyman as a surrogate, he pretended he was going to introduce Lesnar. He's like, oh, he's not here. Um, this whole thing, I mean, Matt, is this going to keep you interested in uh, Seth versus Brock for the next 50 days, having these two face off in a war of the words? Of course not, no. I don't know. Yeah, you know, again, I, I say this every week, but they – they cooled Seth off so much that I do not care about this match. And a year, you know, a year ago I did. A year I ago, Seth was on fire. As we get close, though, if we're a week away, I will care. And once the match comes, I'm definitely going to care. It's one of the matches I'm looking most forward to. I think Seth's going to do it. But does it seem like a WrestleMania main event? You know what I mean? I think they can steal it with Becky versus uh, right. Ronda here, though. I really do. As far as title matches go, you've had you know you've had Rock and mm -hmm. Cena and right. and uh, Goldberg and Brock, and, you know, it's just it's just not feeling like it. But even with Goldberg and Brock, we still needed something else. If you remember, right? right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I liked. I talked about this on Twitter. Maybe it's because I just actually an '80s movie I hadn't seen. I just watched Crossroads with Ralph Macchio for the first time over the weekend, and so I liked when Seth. <laughs> Well, no, so I liked when Seth said, what was it about, you know, I care what I have to do, sell my soul to the devil to beat Brock Lesnar. I was just like, oh, wait a second, there's an idea. Uh, and I was exchanging with one of our uh, listeners uh, on Twitter saying she go to The Undertaker for advice and summoning the dark arts so Th Seth Rollins can get an otherworldly force. I will say this. We're probably the only podcast, um, wrestling podcast, this year to mention Ralph Macchio's Crossroads. <laughs> it was a solid film. I feel like I was missing out on something for the past 30 plus years. Was it? Was it really good? Yeah. I mean, I don't think I would have liked it as a kid, but no, it's baby face him because you made fun of him. Ross stick to being a heel. Oh, I like Ralph Macchio. Maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> I mean, he wants to learn the blues guitar. You know, there's a legend of a blues man having sold his soul to the devil for his guitar playing skills. So when Seth said that tonight, it was like, why not do something like that and have the undertaker. That's how you use the undertaker in a mania match without trotting him out there to wrestle again. You have him like mentor Seth in the build up to it. I don't know. I think do something different because aside from the idea, Seth's going to go out there. Oh, I'm the King Slayer. Ah, like, you know, he's going to do that nasally, uh, thing that he always does like i'm saying let's get a little story we got 50 days hey, Keep it you know what? I, I don't mind that i mean i am not undertaker using his dark powers and stuff but undertaker training <laughs> seth and like you know having beaten brock in the past and using him in that role where you're doing like uh training vignettes with seth and undertaker and undertaker using kind of his uh not not the dead man gimmick but his mma background gimmick um I mean, that'd be that'd be kind of something kind of interesting but he lost to Brock. But then he, he also beat him. Um, like he beat him at SummerSlam, then lost to him again at Hell in the Cell. But the fact that, you know, he he's competitive with him. 
But that's where you get the better story, Matt, that then Seth is doing this not only for himself, but to avenge the Undertaker's loss. Okay. Okay. That's you know? cool. I'll, I'll, I'll agree that that's pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just saying something, that's man. Wonderful. I mean, I feel like the writers aren't really giving a shit with WWE tonight. Um, you do like a Creed-like montage with yeah. Seth and Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> something i mean because with rollins like i think they're in danger of making rollins seem less interesting the longer this goes on so i thought the high point today was dean ambrose comes out and dean who like was in a feud with seth up until recently just said slay the beast man <laughs> like it was very weird yeah it was a good moment um talk about a, a feud that just fizzled out and and just went nowhere so we think they could be pulling the wool over our eyes with all of this with Dean Ambrose. Yeah, but even if they do at this point, do you care? Um, yeah, I think it's way too early for him to leave the company. No, 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 not about Dean. I thought Dean Ambrose was great here. I find him to be really entertaining, and right now he almost has that senioritis feel to him. <laughs> like he's he's not really uh, like it he's works. just letting it loose. You don't think it works? Yeah, it works. Yeah, no, I think it's great. I think he's entertaining. He's super entertaining. But um, yeah, I just think uh, him and Seth, it should have been a blood feud where they couldn't even stand the sight of each other right now. Should have been. Yeah. Uh, so Dean came out tonight to have another match with EC3. I think uh, we called this last week that this could be a feud uh, that Dean goes out for the, with this, or this will be one of the feuds he has on his way out. But Ambrose picked up a win tonight. Um this match started to wake up the crowd, the teensy bit, but not fully. They didn't really come alive till the tag match. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, Matt, to your point, I think the unpredictability of what's going on with Dean Ambrose is perhaps, aside from Becky Lynch, the most interesting thing in the WWE right now. Yeah, Raj said that. I give him credit. But yeah, it is. It, it is the most uh, interesting thing in the damn company at the moment, I think. And plus, yeah, kind of knowing that he he's probably on his way out unless – they're swerving or he resign ends up changing his mind and resigning. Um, you're just kind of wondering how they're going to use him. It's like, are they going to have him just get jobbed out? Yeah. And also what is he going to say? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I found this, uh, I hated that they beat EC three already. Um, me too. I hate that formulaic WWE feud where you just keep trading wins and that's your feud. It's just people going back and forth, beating each other. But we do need to talk about this. He does look very uncomfortable. EC3? Yes, doing his stick here. He looked very uncomfortable. He didn't cut a promo, though, right? Huh? They're not really letting him talk. Yeah, they haven't let him talk yet, no. which is so weird. They're screwing with him. They're making him do stupid things in his entrance. They're making him make these weird-ass faces. And here's the thing. When he makes his sarcastic, smart-alecky faces... They work because of the promos that were built behind it. Right. WWE Universe is probably just going like, who haven't seen him in TNA are like, well, what the hell? Well, this dude makes some weird ass faces. What, what is he doing? It's almost like they're they're planning like, when he finally cuts a promo, there's gonna be some swerve, like <laughs> like he stutters. <laughs> right. It's You're, like there's something there that we're right. Not, like they're holding it off to to have some sort of in, some sort of joke to make him, you know, horrible because he he looks like a million bucks. Yeah, I think they just need to establish his character more. And um, I think. We don't know what it is. Yeah. Well, what they had Alexa Bliss talk about, which he was flirting with him last week. He's got a lot of money. That's a defining characteristic. Is that what she said? Yeah. Right, yeah. She did that thing where she said, you've got a big dot, dot, dot bank account. 
her oh, wallet yeah. or something like that. I mean, I don't know. In their mind, that's character development. <laughs> you, you look back at like go back and go on YouTube and look at the Razor Ramon promos, <laughs> and then look at EC3 right. And EC3 has got the look, he's got the physique. There's no reason that they couldn't have put more into his, his they, they ran the same promo every week. It's him getting into dressed into his tights or, you know, take, take off his clothes into his tights. They could do, have done so much more with those promos. Oh, I, I just feel like it's, it's, this is a golden opportunity. They're slowly letting go to waste. I don't know why they're not in great standing where they have all these super duper main eventers. Like they can afford to do what they used to do, where, which is, Oh, you know, CNN and Owen are stuck at, the, at our main eventers on each show, so we're set for the next 10 years. You know, that's what it was when I felt when I was there. And, um, but now they don't have that luxury. They don't have that. No. So they can't be messing around with talents, especially potential main eventers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Dean, and people, someone in the chat pointing out uh, EC3 and TNA was a million times better. He was. God, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, Ambrose got the roll up out of nowhere tonight to win. And then we had Alexa Bliss, Becky backstage. Becky talked to Rhonda. Everyone giving Becky advice about what she should do tonight. A lot made of this, this apology segment that closed the show. But before that, Raw Tag Team title match, The Revival versus Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. I tweeted, if not tonight, then when, perhaps never, like Charlie Brown and the football, we've been teased so much. But after a nice lengthy match tonight, the revival dash and dawson are the new raw tag team champions matt how do you feel about this long overdue victory this is the first time huh in on the main roster yeah yeah yes yeah i wasn't sure if they won it for like a night and then lost it the next night or something like that before they got injured a while back um awesome great match i cannot stand however uh what's his name coming out and doing bobby's entrance and wearing the robe oh, gable i can't stand it <laughs> What is now, it about? Now's the time for Bobby to turn on him. Come on. Yeah, please. Isn't that ridiculous, don't you guys think? Yeah. Anytime you have someone doing someone else's shtick, like when they had AJ Styles doing Ric Flair and TNA, and you know. The dude uh, right next to him. The dude right. right next to what he's copying. It just makes you look why. second rate. <laughs> it's just weird. Except for Mizdow. That worked really that well. That was hilarious. Right. But that was meant to be comedy. It was so good. But yeah. Um, yeah, I thought this match was awesome. It, I'm very curious to see how this third hour does because of just how these guys have been pushed it won't do uh, well. lately. It won't do well. Yeah, I don't think it'll do well. I think that third hour is going to suffer a big drop. Big time. Time. Yes, it will. Yeah, that apology thing was a weak hook to try and keep people tuned in. I mean, we'll see if that third hour, if it does, if it doesn't drop as much as other weeks, um, and that says something about Becky's drawing power, because that's been one of the things is that business has, you know, the shows that Becky is on hasn't helped business at all as far as ratings and, and uh, attendance goes. But if if it is starting to kick in, uh, you know, we'll see tomorrow. Did Daniel Bryan, when he was making his media, uh, I would say, I was about to say me, meteoric. Uh, rise, but it wasn't because they kept restarting them and punishing them, restarting them, punishing them. And finally, had no choice when Punk left to put him in that slot at Mania, right? And put the belt on him finally. But, right. but my question to you is, did he do that? When no. He was super over. Was he bringing mainstream fans over and people that normally don't watch? 
No. No, right? Yeah. You know what's weird about a lot of these storylines, though? It's that week to week, they seem really repetitive and monotonous. But, man, you watch the the best of, the DVD, the documentary, the WWE cuts together from those moments, like the Yes Movement invasion of uh, Raw, things right. like that. They look like the most epic storylines ever. But when you're watching them unfold, they really uh, don't quite connect the same way that they do when you look at the, the beats. Video in retrospect. You're right. You're right. Um, so this tonight, it was something, uh, so I, I recommend watching that tag match tonight. I thought it was good. It woke the crowd up. Uh, they won with the shadow machine Gable. And this is where it's really weird to your point, Matt, that Gable is doing the mini Bobby Roode thing is because Gable, I mean, when he did that, uh, that bridge pin from the move, uh, the double team move, Gable is like just one of the best pure, uh, mechanical wrestling wrestlers. Yeah. So good. He's better than that gimmick. I was surprised they gave him so much time. This was like an NXT match, like yeah. given time and, uh, and you know, a lot of false finishes and things like that. It was, I mean, I was just thinking if this, this was a takeover crowd uh, and, and this crowd was good too, but you know, just the, the extra electricity that a takeover crowd has uh, it, it was, it was, it would have been even more awesome, but I thought this was just great. I thought this was the best tag team division match I've seen on Raw in, in forever. I can't even think of the last time. Yeah. So use this as the, the chance to reboot the whole thing, the whole division. I think uh, they could do some really cool stuff from this. But uh, yeah, we'll see how they pick up the ball and run with it next week. Um, so the final segment, Becky came out and begrudgingly decided to apologize to uh, Triple H and Steph. Then Vince came out, said, I don't accept your apology. I'm suspending you for 60 days. It means you'll be out of mania. So instead, we have Charlotte Flair to face Ronda Rousey. Good night, everybody. And that's how they went off the air. Yeah, first they made yeah they made Becky apologize. So the McMahon's demanded it. She finally does it, and then yeah, Vince comes out and says, "Oh, sorry, you're suspended for sixty days, which falls after WrestleMania." So yeah, there you go. That's that's where you're getting Charlotte in the match. I thought that was kind of a, a weak way to insert her in as far as the storyline goes. Doesn't need to be in this match. And I like her better than all three uh, out of all three of them. Charlotte's my favorite for the record. Well, I just do not. She's my favorite female wrestler. I just don't want her part of this match because Becky doesn't need it. I agree with you. I, 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 as a, I, I do see Charlotte as a bigger star than, uh, not as a bigger star, but um, I know, yes, a better wrestler than, than Becky, and I find her more entertaining personally. Um, but Becky's the one that's hot, so that's yes. and that's who the fans are with. That's who they should be going with. It should be one on one. It just dilutes it by adding someone else. If it was Hogan and Andre versus and Duggan. It's not the same, <laughs> right? Or someone who wants a comparative, you know, and and, and a proper analogy. Throw in Macho Man or Jake, not Jake Roberts, or, or Ultimate Warrior. Right. It's Paul not Rundor. the same damn thing, right? It's just not the same. Rock versus no. Austin is no. iconic. Rock versus Austin versus Triple H. They're all huge stars, but it's just not as doesn't have that same uh, compelling uh, story, you know, that uh, that the buzz to it. Yep. So tomorrow uh, I'm bummed. So I'm going to uh, be out for tomorrow night's podcast, but I'm going to be watching the opening segment of SmackDown. Wait, you're out next week, right? No. And, and tomorrow. Um, tomorrow's the second Tuesday of the month. I got my uh, local. Yeah. All right. commitments but i'm going to be watching the first segment of smackdown because i want to see what's going to happen next with this i'm assuming charlotte and becky are gonna 
have some sort of confrontation. That's Glenn, are you in local here. theater? No, uh, Matt, following your lead, I'm now involved in the local political party. So we meet the second Tuesday of every month. Is it the guy that you help run or is it? By no, no, it's a, or more organized. It's uh, the local Democratic Party. So very cool. Good for yeah. You. So, yeah, second Tuesday of every month. I got that going on. And then next week I just got a, a day job commitment, unfortunately. But I'm tuning into SmackDown tomorrow night because this storyline, while it angers me, it does keep me wanting to see what happens next. What do you think is going to happen? You think she'll be on tomorrow? I think Charlotte's going to come out and gloat. I think Becky's going to yeah. show up out of nowhere and kick the crap yeah. out of her. Okay. Yeah, I could kind of see that. What else do they have going on, guys? So this well, is not, not the time because she spent it did not put it on TV, though. Yeah, yeah, but four episodes in a row. So we've had SmackDown Raw, SmackDown Raw. So tomorrow, I mean, they know Becky is the only right. thing that's keeping people tuning in right, right now. Right. They did more. We're miscounting this proper. Did we? Yeah, was it yeah. more than that? Well, it started with SmackDown two weeks ago. Yes. Then it was Raw last week. Then SmackDown last week. Then Raw tonight. That's four in a row that I count. So yeah. I think tomorrow's going to be five. That's When's great. that happened? Did, did Roman ever do that? Did Daniel Bryan or CM Punk ever do that? Uh, they probably did back when they, were, they weren't single-branded shows. But, but four in a row opening segments? Probably, I mean, yeah. If you were the champ, probably. I would guess Cena was the last one to do this. I could see Triple H for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, that's a testament. So regardless of the story, Becky is not going away off TV. They right. know that her retaliation and rebellion in fighting this is going to be the hottest angle in the company between now and Mania. Sure as hell isn't going to be Paul Heyman facing off with Seth Rollins. Uh, that being said, I, yeah. But that being said, I think it'd be good to keep her off TV tomorrow, sell it a little bit, and then you could do something at Fastlane where she shows up. Or, or, the, or next week. Why does yeah. Fastlane even have to happen? <laughs> Both, I mean, sure. really, Elimination Chamber and Fastlane should be combined into one pay-per-view. Fastlane's not sold out. AEW Double or Nothing sold out today in the pre-sale. Why does Elimination Chamber even have to happen? Yeah. <laughs> I bet you yeah. Yeah, Double or Nothing has sold more tickets than Elimination Chamber and Fastlane. Oh, I'll take that bet. I, I mean, I agree with that. Yes. Yeah, the pre-sale was like 12,000 tickets, I think. For what, uh, Double or Nothing? Yeah. yeah. Just for the pre-sale. Now the the regular sale tickets are going to go on on sale later this week. There's only like a couple thousand left. They're going to go quick. Uh, It's crazy. I thought people were expecting that to sell out pre-sale, no? They didn't put all the tickets for pre-sale. Yeah, but people are pissed. I mean, people couldn't get them today because now that it's such a hot item, now you've got the scalpers and the bots. Really? Tickets are like three times more expensive on StubHub. This is a stupid question. Why not put everything on pre-sale? Um, well, you tear it out. So supposedly you can try and beat the scalpers a little bit by parceling it out. It rarely happens. Um, I don't know. Everything's very weird now with with buying tickets. It's part of why I don't like it. It's part no, of why I like it. You're, you're the company. Why do you give a crap what scalpers do with your tickets? They purchase the ticket. That's all you should care about. Yeah, but for AEW, this is about the fans, and you don't want the tickets – Going, I mean, so Springsteen runs in this problem. Billy Joel runs in this problem. This is why they always add more shows because the idea is they want everybody who wants to see it to be able to see it without having to pay a five times inflated price. Oh. I mean, Matt, if you're wrestling for the fans, if the Blueprints fans are coming out to watch you, the DNA of TNA, doing it live, you want your fans to be able to get it at a fair price, not paying some middleman scalper who doesn't give a shit about you, only cares about making money, is going to charge right. them five times that amount for them to see you. Right. No, it makes sense to me. So yeah, you had to basically, you got a pre-sale code. And so you got, so basically that party, 
a double or nothing ticket party was to sign up to get a code. And then with that code, you could go buy tickets when they went out, you know, for the pre-sale code. So hmm. you can buy them when they go on sale. Pretty cool. And yeah, man, it's, it's kind of cool. crazy. It's, um, yeah, I mean, a, a second instant sellout. It's uh, at the MGM, you know, WWE has a hard time with Vegas. So this is considered another sellout. Uh, it will be for sure. Yeah. I mean, today people were pissed off they couldn't get tickets. So I'm assuming if they can't move this to a larger venue. What house? Oh, they, they can't move it now. No. What did they do in Chicago? Was it 10,000? Yeah, it was 11,000. Holy crap. So they just did more. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. I mean, it's That's interesting because they're, they're like um, their rally on YouTube. Uh, it did like 400,000 views. I watched it. Yeah, which is not that many views. So it's I like I love them. I didn't think it was very good though, except for Omega and Jericho. Even, yeah, uh, we'll get they, to that here in a minute. People opportunity to talk, and I'm all about new people getting uh, getting their opportunity. But there's people that were cutting promos that should not have been cutting promos. Yeah, I, I agree. And also with Jericho and Omega, I wish they would have done that a little differently. Just because by this point, anyone that follows them, everyone that's watching knows they're all buddies, right? So if you did it. I could just suspend my disbelief though for that. <laughs> yeah, but if you could have played um, off of that, like Jericho just comes out to, you know, say, "Hey, man, that's great that you signed, um, but you should have told me," you know, like being like, "What? You should have told me?" Yeah, something like what? that. Like he's upset. That, boyfriend? What do you mean? Like, yeah, like Jericho's the top dog there, and now Omega's coming in, taking his heat. You know, like uh, Flair <laughs> and uh, yeah. like Flair and Funk, Terry Funk. You remember that after Flair beat Steamboat? And Terry oh, Funk came in and is like, table. started off friendly and then it escalated. And before the Flair's head was in a plastic bag, I <laughs> driven into the table. Right. Yes. So if they did something like that, where it started off friendly <laughs> and escalated, I think that would have just made it a little more, a little more realistic, a little more organic. What's up with his promos, dude? Kenny's his talking is not improving. People he's like got, it. People love him. He's got yeah. to stop talking like this. Because every time I over enunciate every word I say, it shows that I'm talking like a weirdo. And it doesn't sound like I'm not saying he's got to scream and yell, but it doesn't sound real either, though. It's something about it. Like, is he trying to be a smart ass? Is he not? And I'm as big as Mark. I love Kenny Omega. I love Kenny Omega. Huge. Yeah. Just I don't get the promos. Why they've not improved? Or Jericho hasn't pulled him aside yet, or someone hasn't pulled him aside and said, "Dude, this is all you're missing right now. It's just this little part." Yeah, yeah. I, I liked a, I liked a lot of this stuff heading into his match with Tanahashi, though. Um, when he was talking about Tanahashi's style being outdated and Tanahashi being old, I thought that stuff was really good. Yeah, but I, I get what you mean. Like humble Kenny Omega, it's just not as exciting. I don't know, but um. Still amazing stuff that uh, there. Cadence is no. There's something about his cadence. I don't know what it is. Yeah, it me off. Yeah. Uh, so the rumor is Batista might be coming back. Uh, potential to- Hall of Fame this year, or just coming uh, back to wrestle. Hall of Fame. Uh, that that makes a lot of sense. But um, hold on one second. Let me pull that up. So yeah, Batista WWE apparently has contacted him about work about wrestling again, and. Let's get that up. And apparently AEW has contacted him as well. So uh, according to a report at Pro Wrestling Sheet that Batista is in deep talks with WWE for a potential match at WrestleMania 35. 
but AEW is also interested and Batista's reportedly 50-50 on returning at this point. Wow. Based on how the talks have gone with WWE. He ain't going no way to AEW. I don't see it. I don't see what he would do there. Not um, a style either. There's no one that fits for him. I, everyone there is so small outside of Jericho, you know, outside of Jericho. Right. Uh, maybe Omega. Yeah, I'm sure th- there would be something with that, but I, I just don't see it. That dynamic just seems odd. It wouldn't work for him. He needs the smoke and mirrors. He needs the sizzle. Yeah. The WWE production truck. He needs that. Not because he's not good or anything, but that's part of his persona. It's part of his character. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll see. I mean, obviously, Batista comes back to WWE. Triple H is the obvious, you know, was the obvious match. There's no one else really built built for Triple H right now. Okay. You know what? You want a big mania match? There you go. That's I'm cool with that. Yeah, because if you don't, is that Triple H out of Mania? You got Undertaker and Triple H both out of WrestleMania. That's well, it's about damn time. Yeah, yeah, that actually might help. But uh, you know, it's yeah. not as much to look forward to, right? But by the same token, it needs to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Even though I would have liked to see Braun beat Taker at Mania. Yes. It's kind of like a final hurrah, as opposed to Undertaker losing his last match in a, a tag match in Saudi Arabia. No, passing the torch to another fellow big man. That'd be awesome. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Nia Jax. Not happening. Yeah, so WWE was advertising, had some advertisements made, uh, advertisements, whatever, you, um, that Dean Ambrose would be facing Nia Jax at a house show. And uh, really, yeah, they had a video promo and everything, and so I guess they scaled back on it. Said it was an old, uh, old spot. They changed their minds, and that's not happening now. So it looks like that Dean Ambrose Nia Jax stuff they were teasing. It looks like that's done. So, and Good. It's a no-win situation. Yeah, because I can't picture. Because at some point in a match, you got work punches, right? I cannot see Dean throwing work punches at Nia. Look, it won't look right. Yeah, it just it's yeah exactly. That's that visual. A guy hitting a girl. I just don't want to see it. Right. Yeah. So probably for the best, not happening. Um, And then lastly, Jay White wins the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Are you shitting me? Yeah, he won it. He's the IW. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, he won it. He beat uh, Tanahashi. Tanahashi for it. Wow. At New Beginning uh, this morning. So Jay White is the new IWGP champion. Uh, Tanahashi only held it at for 38 days. Defeated Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom uh, in early January. And so yeah, Jay White. They're going all the way with this guy. Um, Why? I gotta say, like when I was uh, when I was at the New Japan event in San Francisco, I did feel like he came across as like. The one that him even more than Cody at that show, like really working on this aura and having a, a big personality and, and being like a, a top heel. Uh, so I was impressed by him. I, I feel like this is way too soon. I think he's definitely on the right track. But I feel like maybe with Omega leaving, they needed to just jump the gun and, and get something mm. going. And especially with the Madison Square Garden show, I wonder if they maybe felt like they needed someone well, like a Jay White in the main event. It used to be such a big deal for an American to win that title. Well, Jay White's Australian, but yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, but still. <laughs> right, right. Uh, like a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Someone um, who's not Japanese. A gaijin. Gaijin. Yes. Gaijin. Yeah, yeah. Jay, I'm sorry, not Australian. New Zealand. He's from New Zealand. It's a huge deal, though. And now it's just, 
It's not. It's like they're putting they're letting cruiserweight to win that stuff now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember when Kenny Omega, when they put him in the Bullet Club, it felt, and he was replacing AJ Styles, it felt a little soon then too. And, and he took off to another level. So, but look so, how long it took him. Yeah. It took him a good long time to win that title when he should have done it a little bit earlier than when they finally pulled the trigger on him, if you remember. Kenny should yeah. have won it. Me, I, I argue in his first uh, matchup versus what's his name? Um, come on. Okada. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like uh, Omega's title reign was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. So. Yeah, dude's super popular, but it doesn't matter. He's AEW now, right? So. Yeah, but he so uh, both him and Chris Jericho can work for New Japan. They have a thing in their contracts where uh, they can work for them. I think New Japan is interested. They New Japan they got rid of the Young Bucks, Cody. You know their their names off their profile page, but they've kept uh, Jericho and Omega. So I don't think we've seen the end of them. Now, why would they do that? Is Kenny's a vice president of AEW as well? I don't know. Maybe they just feel like they really need him, so they're willing to work out whatever deal with him. It's interesting because the Bucks, in my opinion, always made the Bullet Club the Bullet Club. And, and I got to say, I feel like New Japan and ROH really uh, have lost some momentum with these. That move. Yeah, I mean, with these AEW signings. Uh, the ROH shows this last week, it just felt uh, like it's going to take a little bit to get back to uh, to get back to where it was as far as they also, goes. They also lose SCW, or what's it called? Uh, SCU, sorry. Uh, yeah, so what about them? Gaz and uh, right. That's guy. So they were with AEW as well. I know. So are they done with Ring of Honor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're done with Ring. Yeah, no, no one with AEW is with Ring of Honor. What's up with Dalton Castle lately? He's with Ring of Honor still. I, mean, I know he dropped the title last year, but I mean, is he? Uh... Oh yeah, yeah. He he just wrestled uh, just recently. Hmm. No, I think he's got. Man, he could do great in uh, WWE or AEW. He's hurting, but yeah. So, but we don't know if he'll do great in AEW. I think until until we see something. But <laughs> yeah, although they've got they've got the pockets, man. I mean, you know, it's not about making money. At, uh, some, at some point, it's going to be. Yeah, but nobody I mean, just loves losing money. <laughs> you know, uh, at some point, you want you want to return on that investment. But you got to figure if you're if you're billionaires and you really love wrestling. No, you know, you're not going to be like, hey, let's spend one hundred million dollars a year for a wrestling organization. Uh, that's not returning anything. Unless so, you're Ted Turner. Saudi Prince does it. Yeah. See. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of that is for propaganda. I mean, that was yeah. a paid ad. But okay, yeah. let's say you're let's say you're a multi-billionaire, Raj. You're a billionaire three times over. Yeah. You've got three billion dollars. Wow. Yeah. You don't think you'd spend, you know, fifty million a year to run a wrestling promotion and just think, hey, if it could break even. No, not if you got no, I wouldn't, not if I didn't get anything out of it. I mean, Ted Turner got ratings out of it. It was, you know, the top rated show on TBS. Um, so he could write off the the losses while also getting big ratings for the station. So, you know, ultimately it helped him out. And and towards the end, you know, WCW did have some profitable years under Bischoff. That's true. Well, before we take it home, Matt Morgan, anything you want to plug? No. Oh, yes. March 16th. Okay, March 16th. I'm coming to retirement for one more match. One more match. Right. 
um, for a uh, fundraiser I am hosting here in the city of Longwood, Florida. Um, we are uh, having a wrestling event here on March 16th, 2 p.m. bell time at Ryder Park. Um, it's a new multi-million dollar park that we just got uh, put up in our city. It's a really big to-do. It's a beautiful park. It's got a beautiful, um, just, just the, the whole backdrop, the whole setting of it's perfect to put a wrestling show in. Let me tell you that much. And we're doing this fundraiser to raise money for our Lyman High School, it's the name of our local high school, football team getting uh, flex helmets or anti-concussion helmets. Nice. Um, these things are 300 350 a pop. Wow. So to be able to afford them. You know, parents can't afford that. Booster clubs can't afford that. So I'm trying to think outside the box and have ways to raise funds for this. And uh, I did a wrestling event very similar to this last year. We raised like 13 grand, not charging admission, but just asking for suggestive donations. So any of you guys that live uh, in Florida, please come on out, especially Central Florida, obviously. Please come on out March 16th, uh, 2 p.m. bell time, please. And you figure out who you're wrestling yet? I have no clue. Oh, so surprise opponent. Surprise Stay tuned. Opponent, yes. Absolutely. See what happens. Cool, <laughs> man. Uh, Raj, what's coming up on the site? Uh, tons of stuff. We got uh, interviews with Rob Van Dam, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr., uh, Tangaloa. Um, so t just tons of stuff. Uh, got another one coming up with Billy Gunn. So just keep checking out the site. We got tons of stuff coming in all the time. Nice. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. Would appreciate a follow where I live tweet along with WWE events when they're happening. And uh, go to iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. Five stars helps other people discover this podcast, and we greatly appreciate it. Until next time, I'm Glenn Rubenstein, and we'll see you back here on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care.